Hello and welcome to Nerd Vomit. My name is Doug, I'm a nerd, and this is my vomit. Let's get right into the vomitorium. There's so much to talk about. Some good, some bad, some happy, some sad. And that should be about the extent of the rhyming on this episode. Let's get into the Young Justice mid-season finale. Already, it's because they released three episodes out of whack. Twelve episodes in, feeling real good about where this is all going. I talked about the premiere with the whole metahuman thing in Apocalypse, which is a planet, not the X-Men villain, so Darkseid and the New Gods. The two big points I have on the last couple episodes uh, for the season finale was when uh, Garfield Logan, Beast Boy, uh, puts on the grainy goodness goggles and kind of goes through the most existential hallucination I've ever seen in a cartoon. No, I take that back because of BoJack Horseman. But I will say that the way it was animated, I loved that it did different versions. It did Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go. Um, it did Young Justice. And the fact that they had, like, that everyone in his life will die and leave him was horribly depressing, but at the same time very amusing because they did the Doom Patrol as Teen Titans Go, which just made me that much more excited for Doom Patrol, uh, which is coming up in a couple weeks on the uh, DC streaming service thing. Uh, I, I, I want to say it's called DC Legends, but I'm not sure that's right. Um, and then, of course, you have the reveal that Terra has infiltrated Young Justice. Um, I may accidentally call them Teen Titans based on the fact that it is Terra, who... Uh, in every iteration of every cartoon, comic, movie because of the Judas Contract, will become a traitor to the Titans or Young Justice. So to see her text Deathstroke, of course, and say, like, I'm in, was, I think, a little telegraphed. Um, I think it's a little lazy that, you know, they're doing that. I think, you know, I've seen Terra infiltrate a team what, in the comics, in, like I said, the Judas Contract, uh, they did it in Teen Titans, like, okay, we get it, she's, you know, a traitor, and she's Geoforce's sister, like, I love that they're doing a nod to the original, you know, comics, but enough is enough, uh, I think they could have done a, something different, and that's just my opinion, I know that as an older comic book fan, uh, maybe some of the, you know, obviously the, the some of the audience doesn't know. And they're like, oh my god, this ends with Terra like infiltrating the team. And you're like, yeah, I kind of saw that one coming. Speaking of seeing things coming, I did watch Bohemian Rhapsody, finally. I thought some of the artistic licenses with how the band came about uh, were a little shoddy. I can't figure out why it's best picture, but I think Randy Malik did a great job as Freddie Mercury and as a nod, you know, that he got the nom for best actor. I don't think he'll win, but he did a, a fantastic job. I mean, it's one of those, it is very much like when I watched the Gilda Radner documentary where you're like, Oh my God, he's so talented and so smart and charming and conflicted. And you're like, I know where this is going to go. He's going to get the AIDS and it's going to be sad. And it is. But the first half hour, I was really nonplussed about it. I was simply whelmed. Um, and then by the end of it, it was like, okay, cool. I mean, the music's great. Um, but how it got nominated for Best Picture is beyond me. Uh, I don't understand. I don't know what the Vegas odds are right now. But if I had to put my money on Best Picture, I would say either Bleak Street or Green Book. Um, probably Best Actor, probably Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Probably. 
um, or uh, what's his name, Ali. Uh, it, it was all right. Like I said, I, you know, it got described to me as a music video, a bunch of music videos with them arguing in the middle of it, and it wasn't that bad. Um, but I mean, a lot of the turmoil in terms of the band like was kind of glossed over. Um, they didn't really get into like Brian May being an astrophysicist or his sexuality or his, you know, his conflict with, with Freddie Mercury. Um, they got a little bit into the band, but they didn't get into like the other members' backstories. They were just kind of there. It was, it was so much more about Freddie Mercury where I really wanted to be more about Queen, if that makes any sense, but it was worth watching. I mean, like I said, uh, is it best picture quality? No. Um, but it. It, it gets to where you need to go if you you know you know the story of Queen. Thinking about uh, things that take you where you don't want to go, where you want to go. Sorry, uh, that I have one last thing about the South Park game, and then I'll shut up about it forever. That I did play the DLC, which is once again so fun. I don't know what the mint berry character is. Is some kind of weird mint and berry alien cereal mascot? I'm not quite sure what was going on on that DLC. Uh, but it was fun kind of playing a Friday the 13th-esque um, scenario, as well as I played the Casa Bonita DLC, which I highly recommend, uh, as you try to save uh, Kenny's sister from becoming a, like, goth vampire kid. <laughs> and you fight through Casa Bonita with uh, Mysterion and Cartman as the coon. Uh, so funny, the fact that they try to summon Corey Haim as a nod to the Lost Boys and they end up summoning Michael Jackson and... It, Oh, just, I was just laughing while playing it. Speaking of things uh, that I'm done talking about and now that I'm done playing them, uh, there's a game I've been playing for three years. It's a mobile app called Dragon Soul. It's kind of a unconventional RPG. They have characters like a Bardbarian or the Centaur of Attention. And it's, it's funny. It's got a sense of humor. Electro Yeti is this... Yeti, who's electric, who curses nonstop. I mean, it's, it's got some good jokes. Uh, a unicorgi, which is a unicorn co corgi. After three years, uh, it's ending in May. It's going to be a dead app. I never thought I'd see the day. And, I mean, it's one of those, it's been around for three years. Probably no one's, you know, the drop-off of players is, 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 that's happening. As well as if you have a drop-off of players and you don't have the players paying money to, to keep going. So you end up, you know, closing up shop. And let the Rough Riders roll. Anyway, let that joke just sit there and die for a second. But after three years, I've been playing this game. They just uh, celebrated their three-year anniversary uh, middle of last year. And once I got the email or the, you know, whatever, in-game notification, it became harder to do all my daily stuff on it and grind away. And I was just like, you know what? I just deleted it uh, about a couple days after that notification. And it made me kind of sad because it's like, wow, that was... I mean, I don't, I don't know how many hours I put into it and I don't want to know, but the fact that I, I've never had an app um, that I've actively been using go, we're going to be dead in five months. That is insane. They had uh, disabled in-game purchasing uh, at the end of January and then they released this notification thing at the beginning of February and it was like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and play this for three months for no reason. So, kind of a weird end of an era for me uh, in terms of gaming. And speaking of eras of gaming, a new era has arrived with Kingdom Hearts 3. Now, when I first made this note on the Vomitorium, I'd only played for two and a half hours, which I know sounds like a lot, but isn't. Uh, because 
It's an RPG, and I forgot, in terms of Kingdom Hearts, you tend to watch it more than you play it at the beginning. Um, so now I've I played another hour. I've killed the first Titan um, in Olympus, which is the first level. There's not a huge spoiler there. Um, if you've played Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, or any of the side games that apparently make up a whole chronology, there's a whole timeline of uh, birth by sleep and 364 and a half days or some bullshit. I don't know. I only played Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and now 3. I am thoroughly enjoying it. There are a few mechanics I'm not happy with. Um, camera controls are a little wonky. The badges for like new equipment, new abilities, new tutorials don't go away, and that drives me insane. I, I, it's the smallest thing ever, but I can't. They, they don't go away, and it, it's like I, I can't stand badges on things. I can't stand little notification dots on shit that I've already looked at. Um, I do like that you can play tutorials of new skills in the middle of the game. So, and I can go back and go, wait, how did I do that again? You know, an hour later, there's a new thing called Shot Lock, where I can target multiple enemies. And I was like, wait, what were those buttons again? And I can just pause, go to the tutorial, takes a couple, you know, a minute, and then I come back out, or I can quit the tutorial and go, oh yeah, that was it. So I like that I can do that, like, mid-game. Um, not mid-fight, but mid-game uh, is a nice touch. Uh, the flow motion uh, attack is... I think a little twitchy, it's a little confusing, it's a lot of buttons in terms of just a, a straightforward RPG style uh, attack. Um, one thing I like from Kingdom Hearts 2 that it's a really like freeform fighting. Uh, I like the mechanics for the most part, I like you can run up walls and dodge shit. Um, the flow motion is a really cool new aspect to the Kingdom Hearts uh, entries. Uh, the franchise, and I'm already looking forward to Kingdom Hearts 4, which is insane since I'm only like three and a half hours into Kingdom Hearts 3, which is partially the reason I'm talking fast, other than I have to record a show after this, but I want to play a little bit more before I go off and do things. So, uh, that's it. I'll leave you on a cliffhanger that I started watching Punisher Season 2. I know it's been weeks. I just haven't had the time. Um coming from a lot of work at the day job, and then, of course, you know, all the stuff I just talked about with the South Park game of Bohemian Rhapsody and all that jazz, and really trying to get through all of my video games so I could get to Kingdom Hearts 3, which I'm so excited for. Um, so I'll be talking about Punisher Season 2 next week, uh, and, you know, I'll talk about Jigsaw's WCW mask, which is fucking ridiculous. They haven't explained it yet, but it looks like where... Like the like what his face is gonna look like underneath. It looks like a like a, a topographical map of how Punisher fucked up Billy's face from the first season, which I know is a spoiler, but come on. We're on second season. Don't listen to this if you haven't watched the first season. It's fucking Punisher, which will probably be cancelled next week because that's how Marvel is fucking Netflix like a cheap hooker. And on that note of cheap hookers. My name is Doug, this is Nerd Vomit, uh, I'm a nerd, this is my vomit, I've already messed up the ending, uh, and I'm out, like a boner in sweatpants. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher. Yeah.